it's almost as if I've only just managed to finish doing the Xbox one and I've jumped straight into the uh, the Bethesda one. Hashtag busiest man in the room. Busiest man in the room. I'd say hashtag hardest worker in the room, but like the rock lifts like f- like five times my actual weight. Uh, Wiley's filming six movies and being a WWE World Heavyweight Champion in his downtime while raising two kids with a banging hot wife. You know what I mean? So what I'll say is I'm the busiest podcast, hashtag busiest podcaster in this room. Not any room. I'd imagine like IGN or Kind of Funny are doing some kind of crazy podcast. Anyway, shall we just get into the fucking mire, shall we? Shall we just get into the thick of it? If you're just coming off the back of my uh, critically acclaimed Xbox podcast. It was critically acclaimed by me, if you're wondering. And the the weirdness in my voice is because between Xbox and this, I managed to drink a cup of tea, which was freshly boiled. Freshly boiled. I was after some vocal cord lubricant, and uh, what I got was third-degree burns. And uh, shoveled a bowl of pasta into my mouth, and then just ate it like a snake. I just sort of, like, I didn't even chew. I just sort of used my neck muscles to pull that shit into the depths, into the depths. Boys and girls, let's get into the reason we're here, the Bethesda conference, the Bethesda E3 conference. Now, if you'd listened to my pre-3 episode, I was worried Xbox weren't going to come out so strong, and I gave Bethesda my prediction of show within a show of the show, showception award. Um, and I, can I just say that Xbox have already proved us wrong on that one. I'm not going to say Bethesda had a weak show, because I think Bethesda did it. On the whole, a very strong show, uh, second only to Microsoft. So we'll uh, we'll get into it. We'll boil the piss off what the what they had to say. They opened the show. I was I'd say strong, but I want to say they opened the show strange with uh, early two thousands American rock icon Andrew W K. Remember party hard when it's time to party. We will party hard, and then like every song after that sounded exactly the same but he had like 12 i think and it was just the same song 12 times i mean fair play to mr andrew wk uh, he opened the show strangely to a very lukewarm reception from the room um with a song that he i don't know if he'd written it for rage 2 or whether or not it's a song that exists and i assumed it was party hard but isn't party hard and they're using it for rage 2 i don't know so it was like a live performance from Andrew WK. So I mean, fair play to Mr WK. I mean, he's still working. Uh, he's still working. He's still wearing that all white ensemble. Good for you. Good for you. Still got that good headbanger hair. Um, plays the piano like a demon, by the way, like an absolute demon. But we're not here for a breakdown of Andrew WK and his musical achievements. So he kicked off the show uh, with the, the the theme song for Rage. Uh, and then we got like an extended gameplay of Rage Two, gave us a little bit of, a little bit of info, a little bit of, a little bit of meat on the bones of what Rage Two is. Uh, and you play as Walker the Ranger. Uh, the first thing that popped into my head was if Chuck Norris doesn't make a cameo in this game, uh, as a Texan, then they've missed a trick. Uh, Bethesda have missed a trick. I'm sure he will be at some point. Or there'll be a man who looks a lot like him in the game. That's my prediction. Um, couple of points that I picked up on the boomerang from Rage was back. I, I, not a lot of people played the first Rage game, and it was chronically underplayed. Uh, it was a really for the time 
one of the best looking games of its generation and it was chronically underplayed i can't even remember how it reviewed but it was a it was a good game it had all the makings of a great game but it just it missed the mark somewhere and i don't know where uh, it had like a mobile spin-off and i played that too and that was an enjoyable one that was probably one of the best looking games on mobile at the time as well uh, rage 2's back looking <clears throat> looking just as pretty as it should really uh some of the fucking visual effects and some of the sound design that we saw in that trailer really to steal the steal a quote of somebody i was conversing with over twitter tickles my flaps i'm just gonna steal that quote i'm gonna put that in there um phenomenal smoke effects like this the, the whatever engine they're using like the i don't even know what you'd fucking call it like the the density of the smoke the volume of the smoke look really fucking good uh, like I said, sound design was on point. The, the weapons that you heard in that gameplay trailer, it sounded like they had some fucking meat behind them. Uh, it released date for that, spring 2019. I will get in on Rage 2, like, I will get in on it. Um, it's done enough, it's done enough. It's got that Mad Max vehicle type element that's it's, it's got us. Uh, that boomerang that I love from Rage, that's back. Uh, yeah, so I'm in on that. Then they went swiftly in a digital card game, Elder Scrolls Legends, which is getting a full overhaul on the visuals. Also coming to Switch, Xbox One and PS4. <clears throat> I mean, I'm not going to lie, there must, if, if this is happening, there's got to be a giant market for digital card games out there. Uh, obviously, I'd, I'd say probably, well, I would say Hearthstone was leading the charge there. Hearthstone, Blizzard's Hearthstone was the uh, the quintessential quintessential digital card game not like like magic is probably the physical one i'd imagine mtg that's got a that's got a fucking devout following but i didn't write it down but now that i've said it i can't remember if he said that elder scrolls legends had won an award for best digital card game and if that's beat hearthstone then maybe it's worth a look because i did play hearthstone on the ipad i quite enjoyed that in small in small bursts you know what i mean it wasn't it wasn't my type of shit i'm not like a big digital carder i have dabbled in magic the gathering uh, I, I mean i needed to get in on it i needed to see what the fuss was about i enjoyed that and all like in small bursts i wouldn't i wouldn't say i committed to it as a, as a fan but if this elder scrolls legends is award-winning as they say and it is coming to switch then I don't care about the overhaul on visuals. Like, uh, it's, I'm obviously not the target market for this, but I will play it on Switch. I'll give you a go on Switch. I'll give you a go. You deserve at least that. You deserve at least an hour of me time. They moved from Elder Scrolls Legends into Elder Scrolls Online. A uh, couple of couple of little stats there. He was little humble brags. Uh, over 11 million players. That is impressive. That like, I don't know what the highest. I mean, it's got to be higher than 11 million. When you're gonna compare any MMO, you need to compare it against the 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 Godfather of the all, didn't you? You compare it to World of Warcraft, and I don't know. I was never a World of the only time I was into World of Warcraft was the time that Leroy Jenkins video did the rounds. That's the only time I've ever been into World of Warcraft. I do have a pal who's trying to get us into World of Warcraft, and I just think, nah, nah, because Warnet's on a PC and like. It's not my jam, like it's not my jam. I if you've got a if you've got a PC setup, uh, similar to the way my mate has, he's got his setup in his in his sitting room. 
with like he's uh, like another monitor at the side for like a 4K telly with his consoles on and then he's got another monitor set up with his PC connected to it. If you've got that sort of setup and you've got a machine that'll handle it, maybe I would be tempted to double. But I don't have the benefit of living in a bachelor pad where I can do what the fuck I want so the PC stays in the office. And I don't want to shut myself away for hours on end when I've been working eight or nine hours a day on a PC anyway. PC gaming's not really my jam. I've dabbled in and out. But Elder Scrolls Online I do have. Uh, I played it on PS4 when it first came out. And then probably a year later I bought it again. That good double buy. Double buy. I bought the good double buy for uh, Xbox One. And I played I played it again on there. But essentially what I did is I got up to the point where I was on PS4. Then started playing something else. So I've played the same section of that game twice. They have announced... I mean, they've got a new expansion out now anyway, Somerset, which is not what it looks like. I expect it to be walking around the world uh, as a kajit armed with uh, a rather lethal bow and dagger combination and then just bump into somebody like, All right there, lover. All right. What you doing down here then? You big old walking cat, you. What you doing down here? You're not here from the Atlas now, are you? It's not that Somerset. It's spelt entirely differently and it contains not a single one of them men. Alright. Not one. Uh, they've announced uh, the Wolf Hunter expansion, which is werewolf based. It seems like Elder Scrolls Online has got some fucking content, by the way. And if I wasn't the world's premier underground influencer who had to play simply everything to talk about it to stay relevant, then it, it, it's done enough. It, it's doing enough. 11 million players. I've got fond memories of playing it. I love the Elder Scrolls games anyway. Like, I don't know why I didn't give it more time. And now this guy is fucking twisting me melon with these Elder Scrolls stats. Anyway, that's Elder Scrolls Online. Uh, Doom, the Doom sequel on the pre-3 episode. Yep, I called it. I predicted a Doom sequel. And we got it in the form of Doom Eternal. It was just a teaser trailer. Uh, followed by, like, a couple of the devs. The project director and some other guy, studio manager maybe, I don't know. I, I don't rightly write down what people's job titles are or the names. Uh, just, I remember them by faces. It was him on the left and him on the right. The one on the left was the studio director. Game director, I don't know. It's not really important. Doom Eternal, teaser trailer. Uh, it was essentially Hell on Earth. The director did come forward and he was like, oh, you guys wanted more like super powered doom slayer who i'm assuming by doom slayer he means the fucking the protagonist so apparently we can expect him to be beefed up even more than he was in doom um he says you wanted more demons and we've doubled the amount of demons which can only be a good thing uh and apparently the community wanted hell on earth which judging by the teaser trailer they've very much delivered that um a very very doom trailer that fucking heavy death metal fucking goodness you know the stuff in Doom 1 you know the soundtrack in Doom if you didn't play Doom then you missed a trick especially if you're a first person shooter fan because that was the greatest single player first person shooter game of that I'm not going to say year I will say of that quarter possibly that half um, it was better than most that year and if you didn't play it you've, you've certainly missed a trick uh, everything about it was nigh on perfect. Apart from the multiplayer, that multiplayer was a throwback. Uh, 
uh, they will put the multiplayer in again. And multiplayer for me now, Doom was such a throwback to the old days, the glory days, the all or nothing days, where it was visceral and quick. And the skill that it required to play that game was, it was nothing like the skill required to play a multiplayer game now. Because it was just so fast and violent, like it just wasn't my style, but I can say how oh, that's a fucking. For, especially for what you would call a Doom dad. So the people who were around the first time for like Doom and Quick uh, Unreal Tournament and games like that, that, it was that feel, that vibe. And Doom 2 looks like it's just going to be more of the same, which I am 100% on board with. Uh, so Doom Eternal, we've got nothing other than a fucking teaser trailer, and that was enough. It had that good heavy metal the soundtrack, man. But apparently that's debuting at QuakeCon in August, so that's worth keeping your eye out in August. Quake Champions, play for free. Next. I'm not shitting on Quake Champions. It's a PC game. I've made my thoughts on PC gaming very clear. It's just not my scene. Yeah, I wouldn't I wouldn't hazard to even give you an opinion. Based on the Doom multiplayer, I would say I already know what Quake Champions is going to feel like. Um... And if that was a play for free on consoles, maybe I'd give it a go. But uh, Quake Champions has got a free play period coming up. And then they moved into Prey. Um, Prey, another one, absolute sleeper hit. Went right under my radar. Critically acclaimed. Um, very high ratings across the board from critics and players alike. Uh, it's getting a new free update with new modes. Uh, working on some DLC for Moon Crash. Moon Crash seems like this sort of... Uh, I'm trying to think what other game it was. You know, uh, Left 4 Dead. You know, Left 4 Dead had a game director, whereby no playthrough of Left 4 Dead would be the same because the game director would change up spawn points, change up mobs, change up where you like one of your big four or five zombies would appear. It very much seems like that. So you you try and get as far as you can until you die, then it resets you back at the beginning. But then the game director changes the full fucking. It, change, it moves the goalposts so none of the enemies are the same they're not in the same locations spawn points have changed maybe your objectives have changed no idea but I mean it looked interesting I would like to get Prey I'd like to give Prey a chance which it never got uh, I'll hold my hands up to that one it never got it I didn't play Prey uh, and then they also announced the Typhon Hunter mode which is a, a 1v5 which I thought would say in the last of when Evolve died a fucking death like that's a shame because I enjoyed Evolve I did enjoy Evolve. I think it very much depended on who you were playing with, though. But they bring about a 1v5 mode, where it's like a one player versus five mimics. So that's a new mode coming. Got into Wolfenstein 2. Fucking one of the... I don't know what he was. Nordic. I'll call him Nordic. He was from one of the Nordic regions. It, it slips my mind at this point, but he essentially... The only thing I took away from his speech was... Uh, fuck the Nazis just blatantly said it it was like in the game where everybody jumped on board and uh, jumped on board a revolution and uh, kicked the fuck out of the Nazis or something and that caught my attention I was like, oh didn't see that coming out yet you don't seem to have um, that comfortable a grasp of the queens to be hoying out slurs like fuck the Nazis I mean that's not even a slur I'd like it to be known now on this podcast fuck the Nazis fuck them in all the holes all of them twice but uh, yeah, so Wolfenstein 2, uh, we're getting Wolfenstein Youngblood, and it's it's B.J. Blaskowitz, who's the protagonist in Wolfenstein 2, again another phenomenal shooter, if you didn't play it last year, 
you've missed a trick there. Put that on your list of things to play if you didn't play it. Difficult, like, difficult, but uh, very, very good. So Wolfenstein Youngblood, and it's... I don't even know what this is, because it didn't say it was DLC, but it didn't say it was Wolfenstein 2, colon, Youngblood. It, it was Wolfenstein Youngblood, which to me suggests more of a standalone than DLC. Do you know what I mean? Like, um, Far Cry Blood Dragon. Like that type of deal. It'll be the Wolfenstein 2 engine. And 99% of the assets, I'd imagine. But you, it's a new story uh, following BJ's twin daughters. And what In the trailer, you sort of got like the, the juxtaposition of one of the daughters had like a lot of gunplay while the other daughter was punching shit. So it was trying to play off the different characters. Like, two elements of BG have just separated and his two daughters. One of them's a violent little fucker with a fist. The other one's a violent little fucker with weaponry. Uh, so that's coming in 2019. But like I said, I don't know if that's DLC for Wolfenstein 2 or if it's going to be a standalone. Interesting, nonetheless, because Wolfenstein 2 is a brilliant game. Uh, they briefly touched on some VR stuff. So that uh, the Typhon Hunter mode that I spoke about for um, the 1v5 in Prey, that's coming to VR. I think they said there was another Prey VR mode, but I was busy writing and I missed it. And uh, Wolfenstein also getting VR support in Cyberpilot, where you play uh, like a hacker, and you hack Nazi the Nazi war machines and turn them against them. Again, I'd, I'd have to see it. I'd have to see it before I commit. Um, I didn't commit to Doom VR uh, or Fallout 4 V or or Skyrim VR. I didn't commit to any of them, which I I wanted to. Um, I just never had the fucking time. I mean, Skyrim, I, I already wanted on everything. Uh, and it was actually the, touching on that. They did a rather fucking hilarious little clip on Skyrim. They talked about Skyrim um, just before they got into Fallout 76. They were like, uh, you'd thought you'd seen Skyrim on everything. And then it was a... That, that, there's a comedian guy and I can't... Keegan Michael Keys, is it? Is that his name? You'll know who he is. You'll know who he is. He's he's like a a bit player in comedy films. I'm sorry if he if any if this ever explodes and gets back to the guy whose name I'm maybe horribly butchering, Keegan Michael Keys, whatever his name is, and I've called him a a bit a bit player in the comedy scene. That's uh, that's not very kind. Um, but I did like a an Alexa or a Skyrim on Alexa now. Pretty funny. I like how they were poking fun at themselves. Yeah, they did it a couple of times, actually. They were like a dig at Walmart Canada at the beginning as well. That was pretty funny. I like to say that. I like to say that. Not not entirely serious. You know what I mean? It shouldn't have to be. Put a bit of personality into it. So after the VR shit, they got into arguably what everyone was here for. The, the, the crown jewel of their A3 show. Um, was Fallout 76. So Fallout 76, if you haven't already heard, uh, four times bigger than Fallout 4, 16 times more detailed than Fallout 4, a prequel to every Fallout game, it's essentially the first vault, it's Reclamation Day, the first vault that ever opened, whose task it was, was to fucking get in amongst it and like start to rebuild society from the ground up after the war, after the, after the nuclear fucking holocaust had happened and the radioactive of dust had settled, as it were. So, this game, right, it's, it's already splitting the audience. 
50-50 from what I've seen on the likes of Twitter and stuff like that. So what they've declared is it is entirely online. Dedicated servers, so fair play to them there. Tip of the cap. Uh, it can be played solo, which I'm... I don't know how you're going to work that if it's always online and you can play it solo. Does that mean you can turn off, like make a private game for yourself on the dedicated server? I don't understand how that fully works. Um, but it's like I say, entirely online. Um, they call it a soft core survival game. So that's that. It's, it's not going to be the likes of fucking Ark or fucking Rust or anything like that where it's a bit of a, a brutal... A brutal take on the survival game. Uh, another couple of points, dozens, not hundreds of people on the server with you. So if you do choose to play it online, which I will be, I'll give you my thoughts after. I'll give you the rundown of the points that I took away from it. Soft core survival. Death does mean loss of character or progression. Dozens, not hundreds or thousands on the server with you, but dozens is still a canny fucking number of people. Progression goes with you, so if you join like your mate's game... Uh, anybody's game really you, your progression goes with you and any work that you do on their world that comes with you as well camp building for me what that looked uh, very similar to rust uh, looked vastly improved from f for not vastly which would have been a good pun to make right now vastly improved from fallout 4 from well, obviously i've not had hands on but from what i can see of it and the uh, the finished articles the structures that they had built it looks vastly improved from Fallout 4 uh, they've got like a new nuke system so if you're playing with a team you can essentially assemble uh, like scavenge uh, a nuclear launch code by hitting I'd imagine it's different camps there'll be certain camps on the map where you've got to do what essentially if you boil a piss off it which I know we love to do here on Franchise Buys Games by the piss off it, it'll be raids. You'll have to do raids and the reward for the raid will be part of the nuclear launch key. When you get enough and you've got the full key, you can fire a nuke anywhere on the map and essentially just change the map. So, so that's, uh, say this is the bit that ex that's exciting for me. Um, we'll just get into it now. The, the bit that's exciting for me on this is the, uh, the Fallout diehards who want that single player Fallout experience. I see where they're coming from. Um, I'm not one of you. I like the Fallout experience, but I always wanted to play it online. I always wanted to enjoy that experience with somebody. That's not to say that anybody who doesn't's in the wrong, because Fallout is a phenomenal fucking single-player game as it is. Uh, I personally believe that multiplayer would have added to it. That's the style of play that I like. I like working together. I like the... the fucking banter the camaraderie that comes with the online play uh, especially when something like survival's involved and something like you and a team of your pals building something so you build you build yourselves a small fort a heavily fortified armored fort knowing fine well that you're on a map with dozens of other people and across the fucking brow of that hill there could be another team of people building their fort and possibly they'll be friendly possibly they'll not you don't know like it's that moment of like fuck i've spotted somebody so then you all run out like is he friendly and then he runs off and he tells his mates fuck there's a fort over there like and then you're getting that you're getting that sort of if you ever played rust on pc i, I dabbled in rust with a with a group of pals uh and just that 
that's what I was missing from consoles. I was missing that this is our base. This is our fort. This lives here. Even when we're not here, this lives here. Like, there are others like it dotted around this dedicated server. And when you log in and you're at your base, you don't know. You've got all your single-player quests and stuff that's designed for you. But then multiplayer games like that offer a full, uh, a full other fucking aspect of gameplay because you you don't know what the human element of it's going to be. You don't know that you might you might want to head off and do quests with your pals, but you can't be sure that as soon as you all tool up and open the door, there's not going to be a band of raiders just waiting for you. It's like right, you you're in a fucking war now. You're in a battle, and it's just that element of it. Just like right. There might be a peaceful bunch. There might be like a fucking peaceful camp over the over yonder, and one of you has scouted them out, and you might have the fucking dark turn. You might be like, right, tool up, lads. We're having these. We're fucking pulling their pants right down. So that's that's the element I'm really looking forward to. And then like with this nuke system, whereby if you do put a band together and you manage to get a nuke, you launch code, and you know where somebody's base is, and you think, all ah, right, you've had it. Somebody's there peacefully just building away our base. Like, better put some machine gun turrets up. We don't want uh, lowly human strangers walking in on the camp. And you drop a fucking nuke on them. This is the definition of overkill, dropping a fucking nuke on them. But that just totally changes the fucking landscape. And offers some, like, rare loot. Rare pickups and stuff. So, I'm in the camp where I'm very much looking forward to the online element of this game. Because... I think when you put people on a map and you don't give them you don't give them rules like this is PvP but it isn't PvP it's just you all exist in the same world, do what you fucking want if you want to kill each other, kill each other if you want to help each other, help each other it's a social experiment you know what I mean it's exciting, is somebody going to double cross you, are you going to befriend a, a gang of lads or lasses or gender neutrals and he's all going to start working together, and then one night, just one of them pulls a pistol and puts puts a slug in the back of your pal's head, and then it's all Game of Thronesy and shit. It's all ugh. I'm I'm in that camp, like I'm in that camp. I'm looking forward to the the social aspect of it and just see see what happens. But uh, it is going into beta. There will be a beta. Uh, they didn't put. I think that beta you can sign up for now, but I didn't catch a date. Um, Bethesda.net you can sign up to be part of the beta, and they launched the they announced the collector's edition. Now I got the collector's edition of Fallout Four, so I do have a Pip Boy. Um, it would be rude of us not to want to buy the collector's edition of this game, which offers the actual wearable helmet with a voice changer from the Power Armor. Now imagine. Um, if you will, how unstoppable I would be in day-to-day life if I had a Pip-Boy and a Power Armor helmet. Uh, I would, I mean, I would abuse that power in Asda, or I could wear that to work um, and uh, generally go about my day-to-day business, uh, obviously using the Pip-Boy for, for VATS and, and Vault Radio if I was bored of not having music on, maybe. Um, but driving, I'd imagine driving's going to be a, a heightened experience wearing power armor helmet and Pip Boy combination. This is just endless, endless combinations of places you can put yourself. Uh, that's coming the 14th of November this year. 
like Bethesda are great for that. Like Bethesda come out and like announce a game, and then they're like, "All right, it's it's nearly here." It's not like it's not like Death Stranding announced a year and a half ago, and we still don't know when that's coming. Or like Gears of War announced, we don't know when that's coming. Halo Infinite, we don't know when that's coming. Bethesda come out. Uh, he's Halo seventy six, uh, and it's out in a couple of months. Like fucking, yeah, I mean, they haven't given themselves a lot of time for a beta. There, I think the game's gonna launch with a lot of shit that got missed in the beta. But every single Bethesda game ever has, and they end up patching it and fixing it. So I'm not, I'm not too scared about that. I probably will sign up for the beta myself. So fourteenth of November this year. Yeah, a couple of other little bits. Fallout Shelter heading to PS4 and Switch. Fallout Shelter that to PS4 was that was leaked by uh, trophies. Trophies popping on a website. That Fallout Shelter was coming to PS4. Uh, again, another game that I, I will pick up uh, on Switch. Uh, I, I'm not a big mobile gamer, but for some reason uh, the hypocrisy in us enjoys playing Switch in handheld. So maybe it's the Joy Con, the Joy Cons. I don't know, but that's free. That's out now. Uh, that was one of them A3 moments, and it's out right now. So they can have that. I'll have a bit of uh, Fallout Shelter on Switch action, I think. And then the fucking strangest fucking thing I've ever seen. A weird, weird take, a weird direction. Elder Scrolls Blades, uh, a mobile, full RPG, handcrafted and procedurally generated dungeons, um, fucking... Full RPG mechanics, different modes, PvP, endless dungeons, uh, like a, a, a main campaign with full town builder. Yeah, the, the the dream is for it to be playable on all platforms, cross-platform, uh, and it will be free. Um, I don't, I don't know who your market is for that. I don't know who your market is for that game. Uh. Mobile gamers, to me, now, if you look at anybody who's playing mobile games, they're predominantly playing little shitty ones, uh, which I would put in the bracket of, uh, I don't know, like, fucking Angry Birds. Like, little shitty time sinks. Uh, what's that? Candy Crush. That that type of shit. The new Command & Conquer that gone out. Little shitty games that don't... They're, they're not deep. They're not games that you... You're putting a lot of time invested into the game. It's it's good for in the moment. It's good for then. It's good for that moment there. It's not. It's not like it, it doesn't become an attachment. It doesn't become like a hindrance because you can't play anything else because you're addicted to something. That doesn't happen on a mobile for me. And I don't know if that's just me, um, but to put a full console type RPG on a mobile like. People playing Fortnite and PUBG on mobiles because you drop in, you get done, and you drop out. You take the progression way, but like, that's it. There's not a lot to it. It is what it is. To have a full character with armor and full RPG stats and fucking all that, I, I don't, I don't know why. I don't know why. Um. I see the aim for it to be playable cross-platform on every platform, but by the time you get this Elder Scrolls Blades onto consoles, would it not then be more 
of an advantage to have people playing an actual console Elder Scrolls game. I don't know, like, if Elder Scrolls Blades comes to consoles when the newly teased, which I will get into, Elder Scrolls 6 is out, would I rather play Elder Scrolls Blades at this point, a couple of year old RPG uh, built for mobile, or would I rather play the full console experience of an Elder Scrolls 6? I see your dream. I just don't fully understand it. Especially on a mobile device. Nah, not for me. Not for me. I mean, fair play to you. Elder Scrolls Blades, it's going to be free. Um, I'm not even going to try it. It's not my jam. RPGs. Uh, RPGs are a big fucking time sink. Like, they're, they're a big drain on your time. And... I suppose the benefit of it being in your pocket is, is pretty decent, but still, nah, not for me. I see what they're trying to do, but not for me, sir. Uh, and then they wrap the show up, which, I mean, the word they use, right? The words that were used was brand new, next gen, all new franchise, which was Starfield, uh, being rumoured for a long time. Still know nothing of it other than a teaser trailer of a planet and a satellite. Uh, nobody knows fucking anything about that game and then Elder Scrolls 6 uh, so you had that like the Fallout type uh, sorry the Skyrim type orchestral like mood music you know that like Skyrim will I don't care who you are or where you are if you put headphones in and put the Skyrim theme song on that shit will lift you to places you did not think you could be lifted you could be doing the most menial task a, like let's just say for some reason uh, a, a truck of actual human shit was being transported from one place to another and it crashed spilling human waste across a road uh, not wet stuff like let's just call it hard let, if you're going to use the Bristol stool chart it's like a two let's say it's a, a two so it's not a lot of wetness about it it's just shit on a road and it was your job to clean that up I mean, you would do a real fucking heroic job of that. You're shoveling shit like an absolute fucking heroic crusader if you had the Skyrim theme song on. Uh, anybody who disagrees with me or my analogy, uh, you obviously haven't listened to the Skyrim song. But for me, it's the word that they use. Brand new, next gen, all new franchise. I get the all new franchise bit. That's not the bit that's confusing us. Next gen? Is this... Is this uh, our Totten Xbox 2? Like Project Scorpio 2? PS5? Is that what he means by next-gen? Is he calling it next-gen because they're using next-gen technology to build it, but it'll be current? I, I do not know. More, more, needs to be, uh, more needs to be mined from this little sentence. Brand new next-gen. I mean, given... Given the fact they've announced them with uh, just two very, very small teasers that give less than nothing away, I'd imagine it's got to be next hardware generation. That's what I think. I think that we're looking at a launch title in Starfield and Elder Scrolls 6 will be like the year after. Or maybe, I don't know how far you would... I mean, they do currently space Fallout and Elder Scrolls a year apart. Uh, or the data until Fallout 4 and then Fallout 76. 
I don't, I don't know. Do not know, sir. But anyway, boys and girls, that was uh, the Bethesda conference. That was me, live in the flesh, boiling the piss clean off the Bethesda conference. I've also boiled the piss clean off the Xbox conference. If you're jumping in at this one, oh, you've missed a right treat. That Xbox conference podcast was, like I said, critically acclaimed. You don't need to ask by who. You don't need me references. Bear with this. I just need a, just need a slurp of this. Wet them vocal cords because I'm drying out. I'm drying out like a grape left in the sun. Uh, halfway to my transformation to becoming a really good raisin. Um, I will be back with the Sony press conference review and uh, obviously boiling the piss clean off that Nintendo conference. Um, if you would like to get in touch and if you want to talk about anything that I've discussed here today, if you have different opinions, of which I know there are. Fallout 76 is splitting the board like there's people who are like fuck online I don't want online I want a solo experience and then there's people like me who's like what building like but I mean you could technically build a fucking community with your pals yeah I mean you're gonna run the risk of it just getting fucking nuked like that's my worry I don't want to put too much into it because then I've got too much to lose but I'm excited I'm excited about Fallout 76 very much so uh, in a way I haven't, I mean I wasn't even this excited for Fallout 4 and I'm a big Fallout fan um, Doom 2 I want more, I want more but we're going to have to wait till August for that just to get some more dates and uh, Elder Scrolls Blades eh mm. Mm. we shall see we'll see how that one pans out uh, boys and girls this has been Franchise Buys Games, I will be back soon uh, probably tomorrow with another two Another a, a doubling up, two days in a row. You're a madman. Think of your vocal cords, man. Think of your vocal cords. And then I've obviously got the Happy Accident podcast on Friday, and I've got a State of Decay two podcast to get in there somewhere. Dear me, dear me, busiest man in the room. Uh, no, apart from the Rock, busiest man in this room because he's definitely not here. If he was, this would be a very different podcast. Uh, boys and girls, until next time. Oh man, let's do some fucking housekeeping. Uh, that's two episodes two episodes and I've done not a bit of fucking housekeeping boys and girls if you've enjoyed what's happened here today uh, and you'd, you're feeling generous if you'd be so kind jump on over to Apple Podcasts um, search Franchise Buys Games uh, and I would very much appreciate five star reviews I'll settle for fours uh, threes if you've got nothing nice to say then don't say it which could come back and bite us in the arse because if nobody leaves reviews then I'll think oh well nobody had anything nice to say uh, if you enjoyed the man from Somerset impression uh, why don't you let us know uh, I am on Twitter at the franchise Facebook page the franchise and Instagram the franchise P-H-R-A-N-C-H-I-Z-E but you already knew that because it's on the screen of your phone right now boys and girls until next time laters and stay fucking hyped will you just stay hyped